We trying to behave ourselves on the story? Well, y'all know what we thinking right now. <laughs> I'm ready for the night. I got a little uh, extra energy. I don't know what might come out of my mouth tonight. As you kids, tell them to sit their bad asses down so we're grown folks in here talking. <laughs> T-G-I-M. Hey everybody, happy Wednesday. I'm back with a brand new episode of TGIF for two of the most fabulous men in the entertainment industry. Now, of course, we're here to spill the tea and break down some of the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax, pour you a little something to drink so you can join us on these topics and get ready for this hot tea. Now, please welcome my fantastic co-host, Al Reynolds. Hello, Al. What's going on, Claudia? How are you? <laughs> Very good. I see you're at home. This is This is different. I'm home today, New York Friday, and Jamaica next week. I'm all over the place. Can we see your shirt, Al, real quick? Did you steal that shirt? Oh, she's shady. That's what the people come Jill, to do. you hear that? I mean, I heard they, you know, be, I have they the, be boosting I in have D.C. The, I still have the tag that they're supposed to remove when you mm-hmm. leave the store, but, you know. Nordstrom's people. Nordstrom's <laughs> <laughs> people. <laughs> and I'm ashamed to take it back because they're gonna think I stole it. <laughs> Only I, I can't remember. It's been so long. I don't even know where the receipt is. Oh, real okay. All right. Well, also in a new shirt. Please welcome Wookie <laughs> Dineva. What's up, Q? I got a receipt for my shirt, and I ain't got no tag on it. Al talking about he ashamed to take it back. Yeah, that's because you stole it. Oh, dang. Well, yeah, you know, I don't make that. Al, Al you are a whole booster. Let us find out. <laughs> we got a boost on our show. Yeah, <laughs> <Are> you still. <clears throat> I knew I didn't trust light-skinned people for a reason. Watch like, out, watch <laughs> out. Claudia, Claudia, get you together if you start talking about light skin. Now. I'm kind of, I call myself medium though. Look at like we're kind of order of color. Look at you, Al. It's like light, medium, and brown. See that? But only one of us still. Medium and brown are still. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. So we got to talk about something that happened off uh, before we got on the show. So we're like setting up, doing our mic check and Al was um, a little delayed just getting on just some technical stuff, but you know, he's here of course. Um, and Joyce, our EP, <laughs> um, didn't realize she was on mute. We had a whole conversation and it kind of leads us to talk about friends, like certain friends when you go out with them and you feel like they're taking advantage of you. You know what I'm saying? Y- y'all got friends where every time you go out, it seemed like there's an excuse they left their wallet or, oh, I got you next time. Or can you spot me? Q, you have a story, right? I, listen, I got a friend this past weekend. He showed up to the club or whatever, called me and was like, where y'all at the club? Oh, can I meet you up there? Came up there and like about 40 minutes later, played this, oh, I'm real drunk and my phone is dead. Can you call me an Uber? You know <laughs> what I'm saying? And I'm like, this particular friend has a reputation for always leeching. And the reason I'm pissed is because he owes me $120 now. Because the last time we went out, he was ordering up shots for the whole bar. Mind you, this Negro rolled with me, all right, and left. He straight up left. And the bartender was pissed because they needed to close out the tab so they could go home. The guy was like, I've been here all day. I'm calling him. I'm like, where you at? He's not answering the phone. So I paid the tab because I wanted the bartender to be able to get off work and go home. When I called him, he finally answered the phone. He talking about, oh, I walked around and I didn't see you, but I left. So I left. Why would I leave you and I drove? 
number one. Right. Number two, the, 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 the space was the size of a closet. And number three, even if you didn't see me and you left, why you ain't pay your bill? And where's my money? Run and me where's my, my money. And then even now, he called me yesterday to my what we doing this weekend? Nothing. And then here's the thing. <laughs> then I look petty if I'm like, can you run me my $17 for that Uber though? Like, you you know what I'm saying? You look petty if you be like, can you cash at me my $17? But it's really more of a matter of principle more than the $17. And then you can like stop fresh on a fresh slate. Al, you have any experiences <laughs> like this? I mean, I'm of course. But you know what? I've learned to do this, like seriously. I, I used to feel guilty for asking for my money back because I always would be like, oh, are they, you know, they feel like I have it so I can give it. But if I ask for it back, it'll look like I'm going through something. Maybe I don't, you know what I mean? I've gotten over that. I think it's like when you when you get a certain age, you don't care what people think, but you have to treat, you have to teach people to treat you how you're supposed to be treated. So if somebody try to hustle me for money now, especially in a situation like that, I'll send them a cash app request. Oh, okay. And I'll That's put cab, I put Uber ride reimbursement. Uh, yep, I sure will. You know what? I'm gonna do that. There's nothing. Yeah, why? Why not? Like, why are they so bold? You ever see the meme where they like when people borrow the money, they like this, mm-hmm. and then when they owe you money, they're like. <laughs> They, they do like, it because they know they can get away with it. Honestly, I think they do it because they know they can get away with it. Because I've been a pushover for decades. Yeah. But I'm just it. like, no longer. No, I'm not doing it oh, anymore. We, we need our money. Um, I, What about the friends where you they invite you and they go to the expensive restaurants and you may become like you a late addition. They don't order steaks and Kobe beef and all kinds of stuff. You come in and you get your little clam chowder and one glass of Moscato. Your bill's $40 and the bill's $700. And they, and right. they, and they want you to Someone suggests... Let's split it four ways. Bitch, no, we're not. That happened to me so many times. And I used to like just do it, but I'm not doing it anymore. Like it's sad that we got to do that, but you know, or just change friends. Get friends that fight with you to pay the bill. All right, so what y'all sipping on tonight? Um, sweet tea. But if I must say, my teeth are sitting. <laughs> <laughs> They're saying your lighting is really good in the chat. Yes, I'm doing tequila. Tequila. Oh Lord. Oh, Lord, it's going to be one of those shows. I'm yep. on a cleanse. I'm trying to lose weight. I'm only allowed to drink alcohol on the weekends now. So I just got some Simply Lemonade. I really should be drinking water. Well, that's full of sugar. Uh, it is. So I'm just going to just drink a couple sips and then put it down. But all right, y'all. Um, let's get into this. These topics, we have a lot of juicy ones for tonight. Gospel singer Kim Burrell shared her thoughts on the importance of interviewing people before becoming friends with them. Check out what Burrell said. You know, sometimes before we get friends, we have to do an interview. How long have you been broke? How many times have you changed your name on your light bill? (laughs) Now, she got backlash for her comments and issued this apology. As a kingdom citizen and a woman of integrity, I can acknowledge that some of my words, even if said in jest, can be offensive. My intention is never to hurt anyone, but to spread love, laughter, and more importantly, the gift which God has given me in song. If anyone was offended, I can sincerely say, I apologize. Now, this isn't the first time Kim Burrell made a controversial remark. In 2017, Burrell came under fire for making comments about the LBGTQ plus community during a sermon. Burrell said, the perverted homosexual spirit and the spirit of delusion and confusion, it has deceived many men and women. Q, I know you made a video about this. So what are your thoughts on her comments? And her apology. 
So, you know what? Her comments were extremely offensive. First of all, her comments weren't even practical, right? When you meet somebody brand new, you're getting to know them. You don't say to somebody, is your light bill in your cousin name? Do you live in a trailer or, or, or a home? It's not practical. Number two, like I said in the video that I did earlier on YouTube, statistics have shown that the overwhelming majority, or I'm sorry, statistics have shown that poor people or people who are lower on the socioeconomic status are more likely to be devoutly religious, okay? So you offended a lot of church people or, or a lot of people, period. Um, people have situations, but just because somebody lives in a trailer, that may not be, first of all, that's not a bad thing, number one. Number two, as, as high as rent and stuff is, I wish I could find me a nice trailer, damn move into quiet as it's kept. Secondly, you know, life happens to people. So it was just offensive. Um, the pulpit was not a place for her to be a comedian. You only read a portion of her apology. You read the, the apology portion, which was one paragraph. The mm -hmm. apology that was actually four paragraphs and the other three were threats. So that it, it literally was an apology wrapped in a threat. She apologized and then she went on to say, but anybody who posted anything about me that's disparaging or talking about me or my character or trying to ruin my brand, you will be silenced and we, I will be sending my people after you and it needs to be taken down, so on and so forth. And I dared the helper to send the people my way. I double dared her, send her my way because I went all the way in on her ass or whatever because she's just wrong. And lastly, because I'm over talking, lastly, like I said in my video, where is the accountability from the church community? All right. Kim Burrell has been going around terrorizing people for years from her talking about that boy on Sunday's best to just getting in the pulpit saying whatever she wants to say. Where is the condemnation from the leaders of the church community? And perhaps that would help change some of her behavior. I don't know much about her. I don't follow her. I just heard her name in the news a few times. So whatever. Um, she can't. She she's supposed to be the best vocal coach, whatever. She runs. All the time, she's known for her run. Now, she's Claudia, she, she she's definitely. We're not going to take away from her talent now because the woman can sing. I'm not taking away from her. I she, just don't. I'm not she, familiar with her personality, like you know. Well, I'll I'll share with you. She she's she's a very talented singer. Yes. Uh, remember, she had a church that she was ministering in, and Whitney Houston actually was a congregation member of her church. So she has some positive things about her, right? But. She, Oh, look at God. Look at him. <laughs> See, I was about to defend a heathen and God just stepped it's on it. in and said, you know what? Silence! Not today. Not today, Satan. Not today. Okay, what I was trying to say was I don't know much about her and that wasn't a diss to her. I just, I'm not familiar with her, um, like, her record. You ain't missing nothing. All well, she I, did was, I, is run. She run, <laughs> put extra runs. And she sing like this. T.G. Ah, like uh, her whole singing career is nothing but one big run. Oh we my! Well, when you said she has gone around terrorizing people, I don't know much about that. I, oh. I do, but but I did from just the little bit that I saw. It just just plays into the stuff we talk about a lot with yeah. the hypo hypocrisy of people that abuse the church and religion mm -hmm. for their own selfish reasons, yeah. and then to 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 issue out threats when you're yep. the one that started this yep. you there's started nothing, this kid there's, no, there's nothing godly about her 
Uh, it just kills me when people that are the least that that their behavior is the least godly and then throwing a few bible passages and a couple quotes and a couple won't he do it and all that Mm -hmm. and we're supposed to be on your side because you're a woman of god i'd rather see someone that cusses and maybe isn't that smooth with the 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 quoting the bible but lives in a way that's Mm -hmm. more reflective of what a christian is supposed to be making threats you're the one that call people ugly in the, name like, of Jesus. In, in the nerve of her, let me tell you something. She, she got one gastric bypass and now she thinks she all that. Y'all go on my Instagram and look at that picture I posted of her ass and it'll humble her real quick. Kim Burrell, knock it off. And it, it, it seems like you have some, 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 some healing that you need to do. And if you feel like, you know, you above these people, call them poor. Okay. But like to just diss folks up there, like, I, I, and then throwing the word God, throwing God after that. So we 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 gotta be fearful of God if we come for you after you started it. Get the hell out of here with that. Mm-hmm. Or you can go okay. to hell. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, man, I'm I'm not gonna talk about her no more. Okay, um, okay, we have an, an update to the Sesame Place story of the two black girls being ignored by a Sesame Place character during a parade outside of Philadelphia. And real quick, I just want to let y'all know Al's experiencing technical difficulties. So as soon as we get him back on the line, we'll definitely bring him back into the fold. Um, but we. We got to cover this, uh, get to the story. Now, the girl's family hired an attorney to investigate what happened. Sesame Place released a statement claiming that the performer did not intentionally ignore the girls. But their mother, who posted the video that has gone viral, isn't buying the statement. In a now deleted Instagram story, she wrote, I wholeheartedly feel as though the statement was released to save face. That statement was disrespectful and distasteful. She went on to write, don't try to tell me he can't see lower levels. He looked at them and said, no, so embarrassing and hurtful. I will repost this video every day until the situation is handled, signed, or hurt mom. Now, the mother and her attorney held a press conference today in New York and demanded that Sesame Place take full accountability for the situation. We have a clip. We're going to demand that they take care of any type of health care or mental care expenses that these children have realized. Mental illness is real. We deal with these issues all across the country. It only takes one episode sometimes to have a dire consequence. Q, what do you think about this? (laughs) What was done to those young girls was definitely, you know, uh, wrong. Uh, You know, it it looked like it was based in racial bias. Um, now the past are going on this mental illness rabbit hole and, 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 and the girls having to go to the, the therapy and all of that. I, I think that's a bit much. I mean, they, they're going to experience far worse in life and they probably experience bigger letdowns than that. But Sesame definitely needs to be held accountable. They need to compensate them somehow and they need to make it right. I, when I heard the mental health, I'm like, uh, you know uh, what? I see what they're doing, though. Right, they're, I see what they're doing. Yeah, they're, and I'm not mad at it because don't the Karens of the world do the right. same thing all day long? Oh, right. they do. I'm so strong. They do. They so do. So go for it. Go for it. And yes, as Black children, we are unfortunately used to trauma, which we shouldn't have to be used to trauma at six, seven, eight, nine years old, right? But um, I, yeah, we, I'm like this. Yo, get your therapy, but I'm like, wink, wink. Get right. your money. Right. <laughs> get your money. It, if it helps your case. Hey, do exactly how do white kids do it? You can't mm-hmm. sleep. You pee in the bed now. You you have an adverse reaction. You hear the word sesame. You can't have sesame buns, sesame streets, sesame right. nothing. Right. Get your money. Get your money. But y'all don't need no damn therapy, child. Now, come on, that girl. 
Can you guys hear me? We can. Recorded. We got to go to commercial, baby. Yeah, let's take this quick break. I want to get you back set up and get you back in the mix. We'll be back with more TGIF after this. Welcome back to TGIF. We got the whole crew back in the fold. I can't say building. One day we're going to be able to say in the building because we're all going to be in the same room one day. But right now, we're all back in our perspective, respective boxes. All right, y'all. Uh, let's get into this Monique story. It appears the drama between Monique and Netflix is really over because Monique shared some news with their fans on social media. Take a look. Can y'all believe this? Can y'all believe this? I done came more home to Netflix. <laughs> Hey y'all, it's your girl Monique, and I'm so excited to share that I'll be shooting my first Netflix comedy special. Now, Monique also shared that she's reunited with Lee Daniels on his new uh, Netflix film, The Deliverance. Are you guys excited for Monique? Let's start with you, Al. Yeah, you know, this is interesting. You know, congrats to Monique because she went out on a limb on this for taking on one of the largest streaming entertainment platforms in the world. And not only did she take them on, but it appears that she's won. Not only did she win uh, a settlement for wrongdoing, she also got a special and she also will be appearing um, in Lee Daniels' Deliverance. So, I mean, congratulations to her for that. But let me tell you something. It's something about this just doesn't feel, it feels disingenuous on the Netflix side, in my opinion because we know Netflix is going through a huge, you know, unsubscribing, people aren't subscribing, their subscription is down a million. And after that transgender issue and Monique bringing up this women equality issue, we've seen that a lot of women who are the main subscribers are saying, hey, we have choices now. And a lot of them have abandoned Netflix. I think this could be them somewhat auto-correcting. Okay, all right. Um, Q, what do you think? You know, do y'all remember when we did the story initially here on the show and they announced that she had a settlement and I asked y'all the question, does the settlement kind of mean that they were guilty? And then do y'all remember my comments when I said, well, at least if they settled with her, the least they could do is get a special out of her ass. And mm -hmm. lo and behold, they did. And here's the funny thing. I think because there was so much controversy around this special, the special is probably going to do better numbers than it ordinarily would have. Um, and it's going to give Monique the leverage to be like, I told y'all I could I could do this and I deserve what it is um, I deserve. But I definitely think, and you know, Al, I don't think it's disingenuous. I actually think it's smart on Netflix's part if we're going to pay you some money, the least your ass could just provide us some content. It's pretty good business um, as far as settlements go, because it looks like it couldn't be that bad if she's still okay to work with them, right? Like she's still going to do, she's still going to work with the company. So how bad was it? And then if, on their part, it looks like she, how bad could she have been if they're still down to work? It kind of makes them both look a little bit better that they're able to still work with each other, I guess. And hopefully they can, hopefully... I mean, honestly and truthfully, they probably, in my opinion, still get the better end of the deal because they probably they probably will recoup, hopefully, what they paid her. Hmm. And it all go and, and it all goes away. So And like they, Al said, they lost nine hundred and seventy thousand subscribers. And but now they're gonna test out this new thing where you can pay like two dollars and you can share your password. So we'll see what happens with that. Well, congratulations, Monique. I mean, to see this thing go full circle and then you end up you want. So congratulations. That is major to stand to a, a network like that and win. Yeah. Only and a few. Hired back. 
Only a few of us have done it. All right. A Michigan woman is suing a man for $10,000 because of a bad first date. The woman, uh, Kashanti, Kashanti, Hosama, short for, short, I'm sorry, Brundridge. Oh, she got a long name. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, attempted to sue for infliction of emotional distress, but she did not get the outcome that she hoped for. The woman also got loud with the judge and proceeded to talk over him. Watch the clip from the court proceeding. Do you understand what perjury is? Yes, I, I think perjury, perjury is, is a lie. I no, know what perjury means. Perjury is a statement, a, a false statement made under oath. So exactly, what and I got documents that prove he was lying. As you saw in the clip, uh, the judge told her that she can't sue for infliction of emotional distress and that she needs to file her case in circuit court instead. Al, what, what do you think about this story? And would you try to sue someone over a bad first date? Like, it's like a bit I ridiculous. Mean, this, this story like, is crazy. First of all, I watched the entire clip. She was, her behavior is what really messed with me the most. She was disgusting. She was extremely disrespectful to the judge. She didn't know what per perjury was. He was trying to explain to her what she was doing wrong and where she needed to go in order to try to bring resolution to the conflict. She wasn't hearing it. She was extremely emotional. Her attitude stunk it, and, and, and then to the end, it, it still stank. You know what? I was surprised that the judge didn't find her. I feel like if she was actually in the courtroom, the judge would have fined her. But after this entire experience, Claudia, after you listened to the whole clip, A, I see why that man stood her up, and B, the court should have thrown that out. Yeah, it's amazing that this even made it to court. It seemed like such a frivolous, stupid lawsuit. Q, what are your thoughts? You know, America is the only place where you can sue people for anything. And the unfortunate thing about it is like something like this is so ridiculous that the average person probably wouldn't have paid it any attention and would have been like, girl, screw you. And you can mess around. And because you don't show up to court, the person end up getting a default judgment against you for some bogus bull crap. Like, I, I think the, the biggest thing for me is you tied up the court's time and you wasted that man's time over something that was just so frivolous. I mean, it, it, if he didn't do anything to you criminal that was worthy of you calling the police, what happened to like blocking the number and blocking social media handles like normal people do? What was the $10,000 supposed to do for whatever distress that you experienced on a first date? Hopefully buy a better wig that looks natural because the way that you part that lace front was laid way too hard. Come on, lady. Come on, lady. He needs to sue you. I'm sure you didn't look like that in that picture. Sorry. Okay. Uh, this story is super sad. Now, a Minneapolis mother confronted Black Lives Matter protesters for gathering outside of her apartment complex to protest the killing of a Black man by police officers. Now, the man who was, uh, was killed allegedly shot into the woman's apartment while she was making dinner for her children. Take a look at the confrontation between the woman and the Black Lives Matter protesters. This is not Sad, sad thing to watch. What do y'all think? Do you think the mother overreacted or do you think that's the right reaction? I mean, the, a man trying to shoot your house, shot into your house, and then they got to protest his death. Like, it's not the George Floyd situation. Oh, she was absolutely right. When I saw um, the, 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 the protesters, I'm not going to put it on the organization. The protesters, y'all got this one wrong. 
Like that guy was armed. He was in a multiple hour standoff with the police. He had shot, he had already rang off shots that went into that lady's apartment that could have struck her children. Bullets were flying by her head, her children's head. She was absolutely right. And this, I hate when we get the mark wrong like this because it undermines the whole movement because now you've got the people who already don't want to believe us mocking us saying police kill black man automatically equals black lives matter like that's what they want to feel anyway and that's not this in this situation the police got this one right um i'm gonna have to disagree with funky on this one i think this is an instance where two things can be right at the same time did the woman have a right to be extremely upset 100 percent. she had a devastating incident where this man shot into her house while she was feeding her kids. However, the Black Lives Matter protests had nothing to do with his actions on that woman. The Black Lives Matter protests had to do 100% with the uh, police over-policing, all right? And that whole shoot on sight type of mentality that they have around African-Americans and in the African-American community. So in this particular case, a sniper, two snipers killed this man even though he was in his apartment by himself. The Black Lives Matter movement people and the protesters are saying there was a better way of apprehending this man than automatically just hiring snipers, camping outside of his house, trying to negotiate him out. And when it didn't work, you kill him. So I completely understand Black Lives Matter people saying, listen, policing a black man and using excessive force is wrong. And in this community, you do it too much. But I also 100% understand her because the incident of crime by a black man was done to her and her family. It's tragic for all involved, but let's be sure we know exactly who's protesting and who's standing for what and how they killed that young man in my, uh, in my decision on what I, how I think about it was excessive. Hmm. I hear you in some parts, but then this is a man that has already shot into someone's house and they know he has a weapon. So we probably look at him as he could be a threat. I, I don't know, Al. I, you know, I'm usually on the side of, I'm gonna protest any black death, mm-hmm. but then the, the details of it. And I do agree. We do need to like know before we start waving our flags and protesting because everybody don't need to be protested for. But yes, we do know our police uh system is horrific or it's horrific when it comes to black folks that is a fact but it does kind of cheapen things when we find out that we're fighting with someone that is like this that could have killed two kids right i think it's just understanding the complete details of it because he came out on the balcony twice unarmed one time he took a selfie Another time he came out to speak to them. There was no, like he came out with guns and he was firing and shooting at the police. And he also, you know, like the mother said, had a mental issue that he was, that he just has a history of. I think we have to do a better job of assessing the crime scene, assessing the elements of it and doing a better job instead of just hiring two snipers and killing a man. But I do feel for that mother. And I do think I, I can imagine. Definitely that feel for her. 100%. Right, so quick break, you guys. We'll be back with more TGIF after this. Welcome back to TGIF. I see you so much in the chat. Y'all have a lot to say about the topic tonight. And we will be, uh, some of us join in with you the next day. 
Thank you so much for supporting us. Uh, put some flames in the chat if you're feeling this show. All right, we got to talk about this Kylie Jenner story. She was just trying to flex on the gram. Now she's under fire for posting an Instagram photo of her and Travis Scott standing between their two private jets with a caption, you want to take mine or yours? Now, people were quick to comment about the damaging effects that private jets have on the environment and calls her a climate criminal. Turns out that Kylie used a jet for a three-minute trip from Camarillo to Van Nuys, which would be approximately just a 40-minute drive in California. Now, was that excessive on Kylie and Travis' part, or should people mind their own business? What do y'all think? Y'all need to mind y'all damn business, Okay. Listen, if anybody has ever been out to L.A. and been in that L.A. traffic, it is horrible. All right. If I had the option to snap my finger and bypass a 40 minute drive and turn it into three minutes, why not? Money is made to be spent. They got plenty of it. Money is meant to make your life more comfortable and more convenient. They got plenty of it. There is nothing wrong. And yes, why private jets add to the CO2 emissions and eat up the ozone layer. Delta is running 2 million flights daily. United Airlines is running 3 million flights daily. Spirit running 50, 11 flights daily. Mm -hmm. So like how one legit ain't going to make or break the ozone layer. Okay, Al, what do you think? <laughs> I'm torn on this one. I, I think, crap, listen, I'm out here using paper straws and recycling <laughs> because I'm very concerned about climate climate change and climate control. And I feel like the California community, especially in the Los Angeles area, they have an argument that everyone out there has to do something to to reverse the climate change, that the real issues that they're having in LA. Claudia, you live there. You know about the wildfires. You know about the heat wave. You know about the water restriction because there's a shortage. All of this is due to the climate change. And I just feel like LA is a very, like, you got to be responsible. Everybody has to be responsible on the effects that it's having on our community. And they're just saying, listen, Maybe you shouldn't take jets, you know, for three minute flights. Like you have to, you have to sacrifice something like the rest of us. In my case, I recycle and use paper straws. In her case, take a helicopter maybe instead. I, I think nothing that they do is going to be okay at this point. I get it. It seems excessive because we're not billionaires. We're not in that world. But the point of making money is to make your life convenient. But I do get the whole environment thing as well. But you know what? Really, a forty minute drive. In LA, it was probably two hours. I remember I used to do a podcast. It would take me two hours to go 14 miles in LA. And maybe she had stuff to do. I don't know. I just feel like they're a little hard on her for this story. Like like Funky said, there's millions of flights every day. Mm -hmm. I don't know. All right, y'all. We're going to take... Oh, no. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, this story. Damn it. Oh, it looks like the rumors are true. And Donald Trump does reportedly have plans to run for president in 2024. Sources share that if Trump gets reelected, he will also want to dismiss any possible criminal charges coming his way. I've heard that that's the only reason why he's running, because he needs this to protect himself and shield himself from the obvious charges that should be filed against him. Uh, what do you think about this news? And do you think Trump can get reelected? Al, let's start with you. Yeah, I absolutely think he can. Trump has ushered in a new brand of politics, guys. And it's interesting. And he has turned the page on what we all view as traditional politics. Where else can you, except for in the United States of America, be under federal probe for tax invasion? And some are, are saying even maybe money laundering 
as well as be in the middle of a congressional hearing for your role in the January 6th Capitol insurrection, which was an attempt to overthrow the democracy of the government, but still have all these, these supporters of your extreme right wing politics. This is scary to me. And I feel like the, the American political system has to do better. And for Biden's administration, come on, y'all, somebody around here need to grow some balls. If I was up against this man running again in 2024, I would be focusing all of my attention on getting him convicted or disqualified in some kind of way, either through the tax evasion or through the insurrection. How much more does this man have to do to get away with but still be able to be the president of the United States of America? This is just sad. Well, tomorrow's hearings, uh, the January 6th uh, hearings will be in prime time tomorrow night. So they believe tomorrow is going to be the night that they drop a, a lot of major evidence that they want the, the whole country to witness. Key, what do you think? You think he's going to get reelected or not? If he qualifies to run, I think he most definitely is going to get reelected. I think the other side is supercharged. You know how we were supercharged when 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 Obama was running and he was going to be the first bank and we were pumped and we were super. I think the other side is so angry and so upset that they are going to come out in droves. In addition to that, I think the Democrats are going to deal with a lot of voter apathy. Um, I think because, you know, regardless of how our government works and things getting caught up in the, in the Congress or Senate or the House, people in general feel like they have gotten nothing in exchange for their vote for Joe Biden. I think optically, the Biden administration needs to do whatever they can do to make the people feel like they've gotten something. They, they need to do something. And my personal thought, I think Joe Biden is holding off on student loan forgiveness as his big joker that he's going to throw down at the very end to get everybody riled up to reelect his ass. That's going to be the only magic trick that he can pull because if not, there's going to be a lot of voter apathy because people are just over him and in, in, uh, invisible Kamala. I, I think it's really sad what's happening with this administration. Of course, I had high hopes, but you know, when you have two uh, wolves in sheep's clothing can't, pretending to be Democrats in Joe Manchin and, and in Senate, Kirsten Cinema, they have single-handedly sabotaged the entire agenda. He had great plans. They had a lot of things that uh, they were going to do that were on the progressive side that would have helped us all out. But you can't do anything without Congress. And it's not Joe Biden, you know, right stroke of the pen. It can't work like that. We know that. But I feel like a lot of people don't really, really know that, know that. You know what I mean? So it's like it must be frustrating to be up in there and be like, I want to do this, this, that, and third, and I can't do any of it. I can't do any of it. And I also heard that they were they were downplaying Kamala Harris so she wouldn't overshine Joe Biden because they're trying to prop him up. Uh, now, as far as uh, uh, Trump winning re-election, yes and no. I will say this. I've been following the polling with uh, other on the Republicans. They've been thinking about primarying him. Ron DeSantis is beating him by, I think, eight points at this point. Ron DeSantis, they want Ron DeSantis crazy ass, which is crazy. It's the same person. It's the same, and, right. and they feel a little less uh, uh, um, guilty about it. And the fundraising is down. I think Ron DeSantis is, is raising a lot of money right now. So Trump, it, it, he, he is dipping in the polls. And you, the first time ever we've seen Republicans publicly speak against him, which is like amazing, finally. I, I hope you guys are wrong and he doesn't get back in, but I hope we don't get a worse problem in DeSantis. <sighs> 
All right, y'all. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we have a whole bunch more show for you. Stick around. We have more after the break. Welcome back to TGIF. I'm looking at some of the comments, y'all, for the uh, last story. Uh, LDM says, funky for president 2024 with the rainbow flag. Um, I'll take it. <laughs> so be it says they can make up charges on rappers, but can't no one uh, on Trump make those stick. And someone mentioned, oh, B. Harris says, pushed Ivana down to gain public sympathy. If so, it didn't work. And we don't really talk enough about Ivana dying yeah. Right before the Trump family supposed to testify, and then she was seventy three years old, and she she was in good health, and she we don't have to get into that on Friday, I think. Yeah. All right, y'all. Here's some news that won't shock anyone. Senator Ted Cruz said the Supreme Court was wrong for its ruling in Obergefell versus Hodges, which legalized same sex marriage. Ted, uh, Senator Cruz said, "I think that decision was clearly wrong when it was decided. It was the court overreaching." Obergefell, like Roe versus Wade, ignored two centuries of our nation's history. Marriage was always an issue that was left to the states. But yesterday, the House of Representatives voted to pass a bill that would protect same-sex marriage through federal law, although 157 House Republicans did vote against it. Now, what are your thoughts on Senator Cruz's comments on same-sex marriage? I can't stand him so much out. What do you think about this? He said I just feel like more. if he's if he's confident and comfortable enough to attack Roe versus Wade, which was a 50 year legislation and have it reversed and then also, you know, support the possibility of reversing same sex legislation. Where does it end? My concern would be that his next stop is to reverse civil rights legislation like Brown versus Board of Education. And, and those type of people are sneaky. They're clever and they're manipulative and calculating. He's we've got to do better with our with the the politicians that we are witnessing and how they do politics. This is not good. M Toy Boy Foya says, how does Ted Cruz keep getting elected? I don't know. I live here in Texas. It seems like everyone hates him, but they're so stuck in their ways of just hitting the R's down, down ballot that he gets reelected. He's awful. Q, what do you think? You know, I can't even believe I'm about to fix my, my lips to say something positive or in defense of him. On that same podcast, though, it is worth noting that while he does not agree with the decision, he did also mention that he had no interest in them overturning it, that it would cause too much chaos in our current society. And it was just, you know, his attitude was one of those, it's done, kind of just let it be at this point. Now, granted, that's what he said out of his mouth. I'm pretty sure if it was up for vote or whatever, he, he would probably jump behind it. But he did recognize the fact that so many gay unions have happened already that the juice wouldn't be worth the squeeze to reverse the decision. Today on CNN, they were saying that interracial marriages could be included in that or could be uh-huh. you know on the docket as well, which is unbelievable. Like it is unbelievable that we are in these times where there's another law also introduced. You hear about the one where they said uh, that, I think North Carolina, that you'd be able to murder the mother of an unborn child if you catch her like in the act or trying to get an abortion to protect the baby inside her, kill the mother that's carrying the baby. We're going to get into that on Friday. Like this world is completely upside down. And Ted Cruz, you did say a little something positive on that podcast, but you're still trash. We still can't stand you. All right. Kim Kardashian's recent post on Instagram had social media thinking that she was throwing shade at her sister Chloe. The post reads, girls can see the difference between 200 shades of nude lipstick, but they can't see red flags. 
Now, this post comes shortly after Tristan Thompson was caught holding hands with a mystery woman in Greece. Do y'all think Kim's post was a direct was directed towards Chloe, or was it just random? How would you think? <laughs> uh, I couldn't figure out if it was uh, against Chloe or if it was against Kanye. I thought it was some shade in there regarding that too. I don't know. I think she was speaking, you know, about both of them, uh, both her and 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 Kim are having issues with seeing the men for who they really are presenting themselves to when they do present themselves to them. That's how I took it. I felt like she was taking shots at both. Okay. Yeah. There's probably a lot of people that it could be meant for. Or just be random. Q, what you think? You think that was a clone? I mean, we're speculating. For all we know, that girl could have been at Fud Rutgers with one of her girlfriends from, from junior high school and the girl was sitting up there talking foolishly about a man and it motivated her to make that doggone post. I don't know if it's about Chloe. Um, <laughs> Chloe don't see red. Listen, them, them things that Tristan throw Chloe a red flag, some red blankets, okay? Them is red <laughs> carpodians, okay? So uh, I, I, Chloe and Tristan aren't even together. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it, it wouldn't even really be relevant to Chloe and this isn't because they're not even together. So I don't know. I think when people saw uh, Tristan holding hands with that big booty ant girl over there in Greece, whatever, they are automatically came for Chloe. I'm going to say this about it. This has nothing to do with Chloe. They've been broken up. Chloe's dating somebody else, but people wanted to come for Chloe and kind of drag her. Like he's cheating again. He's not cheating. Like he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. He's supposed to be out there dating and populating the earth. Like he's been doing, like this is nothing new. So I think Chloe kind of got a bad, kind of like a, bad rap a bad shake of this I, I don't think that this was you know it didn't it wasn't a reflection of her that he was walking around with some other chick they've been broken up just like she got a new dude he got a whole bunch of girls he's trying to get pregnant i guess i, I want to see that girl face because that body wasn't giving what it was supposed to give like i just that 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 shape and all that shaking and jiggling and carrying on and, and in her airport dress, I, 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 it was just y'all, y'all letting these BBLs and these trips to the Dominican Republic really deform y'all. Like I, uh, I, I'm, I cannot wait for this era to be over. I feel like people are so proud to have a butt. Like I, there's people that only show their butt on social media. Congratulations, you have a butt. Now what else? You want to know what's funny? You know how we have '80s fashion and '90s fashion. Like you're gonna feel real stupid when somebody look at your body 20 years from now and date you. They'd be like, oh, you, you, you was around in 2020. You, that, that 2022 body. I know you ain't talking with that 2019 ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to date you. That's right. All right, y'all. This story is crazy. 25-year-old Joshua Murray was arrested for allegedly pulling out a gun on two women at a family dollar store because they did not thank him for holding the door for them. Murray was charged with carrying a pistol without a permit. Two counts of breach of peace, second degree, and interfering with a police officer. What y'all think about this story, Al? He pulled out a gun because they did not thank him for holding the door open at Family Dollar. This is the ghetto story I heard in a while. Yeah, I, I just think, though, it is indicative of what we are going through as Americans. We're noticing that, especially after COVID and this financial crisis that we're experiencing with inflation, that people are emotionally fragile. 
And all of us have to take accountability in that. And we have to exercise being a lot kinder and nicer, in my opinion. Not saying that what he what he did was right, but I'm just saying we need to be aware of it. On this show, we've covered people fighting on cruise ship when you're supposed to be vacationing. We've we've covered people robbing Waffle House when you're supposed to be enjoying a dinner with your family and your friends. And we've covered a story where a girl is getting beat up by a man for saying, please step back at a, at a, at a um, convenience store. I just feel like we got to be a little bit aware that everybody's on edge and a lot of people are mentally unstable. So we need to do whatever we, it takes to mitigate these types of behaviors in the future. I feel like we can't go outside anymore because I don't know. Right. What we're doing. <laughs> I just don't know. Like, 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 I have to think about you might be struggling to pay a bill. You might have just gotten broken up with. You might be this. And it might lead to me being killed because I'm going to stay where you don't even have to have a permit to get a gun. Al, Q, what you think? Forget all that, Al, saying that man innocent. Some of y'all women and some of y'all young girls, y'all so damn rude and nasty. Um, y'all, and, and we, I, I can't stand it. Like I'm at the point now when I open the door for people and they don't say thank you, I run back and pull the clothes. That's how petty <laughs> I am. That that is how petty I am. These and it's and it's and you know you know the girls. It is it's the speakerphone girls. It's the girls that'll sit in the doctor's office and talk on speakerphone or FaceTime. It's y'all rude asses. Women, y'all can be y'all with a with a gent when somebody not just women, but women. When somebody opens the door for you, you're supposed to at a minimum tilt your head or you know make some type of gesture to acknowledge the person. A lot of y'all be in y'all phone and just walk straight out to the damn door. That man innocent. <laughs> I'm innocent. Oh, gun, gun. They deserve it. <laughs> I think most. I think a lot of people are just crazy, you know. You know what? I won't say this other woman. Sometimes you don't know. You you give them eye contact, and they take it as they run. What's happening? They yeah, they they, they run with that, and they think that you owe them something. I, I feel like you damn if you do, you damn if you don't. But people should be more polite to each other. But you shouldn't pull a gun out if they're not. All right, y'all. Quick commercial break. We'll be back with more show after this. Welcome back to TGIF Soulmates. Thank you so much. I just want to say real quick, um, thank you for supporting us and always blowing up the comment section and, and re-watching just as many people watch the next day, if not more. So we appreciate all of you. I just want to say that real quick. Don't you love our soulmates, y'all? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm enthusiastic. No, we do. I said, mm -hmm. like, your, like your granny do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. People who are experiencing homelessness in Missouri are being criminalized for seeking a place to sleep outdoors. Now, the state will now fine and jail homeless people for sleeping on state property, including bridges and underneath highway overpasses. And despite receiving criticism from his own administration, Governor Mike Parson signed the law last month this is horrible what do y'all think about this story al i don't know it just is so sad it's just so sad that not many cities have gotten this homeless thing correct i i don't understand how they expect a person that is homeless to pay a fine and if they don't pay the fine they go to jail and i just feel like all that's going to lead is to like overpopulating the jail which overpopulates the court system, which overpopulates, you know, the social service system because they have to be assigned a caseworker, which it end is going to end up being all on the shoulders of the taxpayer who has to cover all of these overpopulating and, 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 and new charges. I'm not sure that I agree with this. Okay, I agree with you. Akeel, what do you think? 
know, this country really has a problem with poor people. Um, this country really has a problem with homeless people. We disregard them like they are trash. And homelessness is one of those things that definitely touches me in a special place because I was one of those people who let your car window up when people are coming and, you know, you get off your ass and get a job until I experienced what I experienced with my brother and his mental illness. And my brother literally became one of those people that you see walking down the street with dirty clothes and no shoes on. Nobody chooses to be homeless. Um, oftentimes when people are homeless at the point in which they're sleeping under bridges and stuff, it's got more to do with mental health than it does anything else. If you think about it, Claudia, think about how many friends' sofas you could actually sleep on before you have to sleep under a bridge. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So something is severely wrong when somebody's sleeping in a tent and under a bridge. Instead of criminalizing being homeless, they need to be using these resources and these this time to, to, to figure out mental health services and a better way to accommodate these people. Y'all steady building skyscrapers and driving rent up and down. Why not build a big ass damn skyscraper state funding to put the damn people in there? I agree. Um, you know, what's so sad about this is you're allotting money, right? To arrest these homeless people put them in jail where you got to feed them three times a day and, 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 and take care of them for however long they're in that jail. Right. But you can't provide housing for the night. You can get hotels for 20, 30, $40 a night. I seen people in places here in Texas where they would put rocks up, sharp rocks up, up under the overpasses. So the homeless people that used to sleep there can't sleep there. It is so evil what they're doing to these people who don't choose to be there for the most part. Okay. We don't know everyone's story, but like you said, y'all said, no one chooses this life. And, and the way that the, how evil this country is like, let's just find you. Yeah. Al, how are they going to pay a fine if they can't pay for a hotel for the night? It's absolutely ridiculous. And I will say one thing about governor Newsom. He's at least trying to put up uh, uh, lots of money in building uh, these high rises to house homeless people. Here's my thing, too. Like, I don't mind you saying we don't want you loitering right here. I don't mind you saying you can't sleep in front of this building, but you got to provide me somewhere to go. That, that's my only thing. Like, don't tell me where I can't sleep and not tell me where I can. Can you imagine the frustration of that? Being like, if you're life? sleeping under a bridge, you need shelter. Provide the people with shelter. I mean... I'm also the person, since we're on this story, we run out of time anyway. I'm also the person that makes friends with homeless people. I was very good friends in Atlanta with this guy named Car Wash. And we would say, Car Wash, why you won't go sleep at the shelter? And he was like, well, you know, they got bed bugs in there real bad in the shelter. Like even the conditions sometimes in the homeless shelters are so bad. He was like, I'd rather sleep on the street than sleep at the shelter. I don't know, just we got to do better as a country with homelessness. We do. And giving them rotten food is not to make yourselves feel better is not the way. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> All right, y'all. Um, good show. Lots of heavy topics tonight. Thank you so much. And Friday, we'll be back with some joyful and comedic com commentary. I want to thank my co-host, Al Reynolds and Funking Dineva. Uh, thank you for watching us on YouTube. We appreciate that. We'll see you on Wednesday. And uh, hey, don't forget about the hearings, Claudia. Uh, well, Okay. Uh, make sure you watch Fox Soul tomorrow in prime time for the January 6th hearings that's happening right here on Fox Soul. All right, y'all. Thanks, Q. Needed that. Uh, see y'all. Bye.